Welcome to the Better Business, Better Life podcast. Terry DuPont is the founder of DuPont Advisory Group, a group dedicated to providing comprehensive services to successful business owners, medical, and other professionals. Terry has top-of-the-table status in the prestigious International Million Dollar Roundtable, placing him among the top one-tenth of 1% of all professional financial advisors in the world. Terry's philosophy is, I've learned that I grow and prosper more by focusing on the success of others rather than fretting over my own. Terry is a certified financial professional with the Institute of Financial Wellness, an advisor for the power of zero taxes in retirement, chartered retirement plans specialist, certified wealth preservation planner, and certified philanthropic developer. On the podcast, Terry brings together experts in their field who have succeeded in building their business to share their secrets with you. And now, here's your host, Terry DuPont. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of A Better Business, Better Life, Building on Your Success. I'm your host, Terry DuPont. And today, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have as a guest, uh, Adam Hankst. Um, Adam is an uh, insurance advisor with Camargo Insurance in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, Adam, welcome to the show. Great to have you today. Thanks, Terry. Appreciate the intro. Hello, everyone. Uh, Adam, can you tell us a, a little bit about yourself, um, your specialty, uh, and um, maybe a little bit about uh, what got you started in your career? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I started in, so my job right currently is I sell commercial and life insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, and to get a start in that, I started in the a, a bottom rung uh, sales position. It was 100% commission. No, no salary, no benefits, um, and I was selling energy business to business. Um, if you live in Ohio, you've probably had, you know, gone to a store and had someone ask you about your energy bill. I was that person, but I was going into businesses. Um, so you could imagine if you've ever seen those people in the grocery store, you normally just kind of blow them off. So that was that was me. I was I had a lot of business owners tell me to get out of their business. Um, but then quickly transitioned from that, uh, once I had some, uh, sales experience into the insurance world, um, shelter insurance had recently moved into Ohio and they were, uh, they're mostly personal lines. So home auto and life insurance, and they gave me a scratch agency. Um, so an agency with zero customers and then a stipend to start the agency, um, and unfortunately, when I interviewed, I had expressed interest in staying in the business-to-business realm of doing, you know, commercial insurance and then more like buy-sell agreements between business partners for the life insurance. And that was not what shelter insurance ended up being. Um, it was almost, like I said, almost entirely personal lines. So quickly after that, uh, I started looking for another job, and that's where I wound up in Camargo, my current position. Um I used the experience I had on the personal line side to start in the personal line side of the business here um, while I learned the commercial line side of the business. Uh, and then, and now that's entirely what I do is uh, commercial business insurance and a lot of buy sell agreements for um, business partners. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Uh, do you have an outside firm to help you with the legal documents? 
No, not currently. So usually, usually what has happened for um, the, the ones that I have done that are that are larger, um, their, their lawyers will get involved in the process towards the end of the process um, of actually coming in and making sure that there's an actual agreement in place. It's not just the life insurance, you know, beneficiary. Um, but I don't necessarily use a particular person. Um, right now, it usually just ends up being whoever their lawyer is. Gotcha. Okay. What has been your biggest challenge to date uh, with your career in in this industry? I would say starting out was definitely the most difficult part um, in insurance, especially, you know, the dropout rate in the first two years is, is high. I want to say it's around 80% of agents who start don't get don't go past the two-year mark mm-hmm. um and a lot of that has to do with you know you don't know you don't know anyone so you're not getting referrals and those as anyone who's in sales knows are going to be the best leads uh because they already have some amount of trust there um and they're the one calling you so the the beginning was definitely the most difficult when i had to do cold a lot of cold calls just walking into businesses you know, those have a low success rate so you gotta, you know, you gotta have tough skin because you are gonna hear no um, significantly more than you're gonna hear yes. Um, but if you can get past the, the first two years in the insurance industry and do well in the first two years, it becomes uh, easier after that. Okay. Could you give me a little insight as to uh, how you got to where you are, uh, uh, how you possibly uh, became well versed? Uh, and an expert, if I can use that word, uh, in the commercial um, insurance uh, realm, uh, along with the uh, the exit and succession planning. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, real quick, how I the reason I'm in insurance is is a pretty is a pretty personal personal reason. Um, my family just ran into some financial issues with uh, with health insurance. Um, so, you know, the decision, I decided to get into the insurance industry to h- try and change it from the inside because you can't really change something from the outside. So that drives me more than the monetary reasons for being in insurance. So that has helped with, you know, taking the extra time to not only sell insurance, but also you know, learn about insur- like learn about the products, the commercial products, the life insurance products and spend time in my free time or outside the 40 hours of week that I'm required to work um, to learn more about insurance. Um, and I'm a little bit nerdy. So I, I do actually just like reading about insurance. So mm-hmm. um, yes, yeah, so I think that's kind of, you know, how I've gotten my expertise is a, is a combination of just actually enjoying reading about insurance and having a very personal reason to, to learn about it. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Um, if you could, uh, how do you approach building and maintaining uh, strong relationships in the insurance industry, especially uh, within the uh, business-to-business uh, uh, context or realm? With COVID, for a while there, I couldn't do in-person meetings and have just done things similar to this, a lot of Zoom meetings. Um, you know, but in the past year, you know, 2023, things definitely 
opened up again and our agency is big you know we have a set number we don't just have like sales goals uh per month or per quarter we also have you know things that are within our control uh like setting appointments is one of them so we're big on setting in-person or zoom meeting appointments with customers to build those relationships you know not only with that customer but also to get referrals because you know as Oftentimes in the industries we work with, which is contracting, trucking, um, and real estate investors, oftentimes those guys know other people who are in the same industry. And, you know, the, the way you get a good referral is doing a good job and having the person, having the person like you. So I'd say getting in front of people for their renewals, current mm-hmm. customers for their renewals and, and pr- prospective customers uh, to try to close sales. Gotcha. Okay. Um, what strategies uh, might you employ uh, to motivate and guide your team uh, in achieving uh, collective goals, especially when faced with uh, challenging market conditions? Yeah, yeah. So the, this is a good question. Because last year was definitely a tough time for the insurance industry. Um, I'm sure a lot of people, if you just even pay attention to your home and auto insurance, it's either going up significantly or you may have gotten dropped by your current insurance company and had to find new insurance um so last year we implemented we did this bonus we did bonuses but the bonuses were based on not necessarily production because we already get a commission for that but they were based on like i was saying before things that are within our control so you know how many calls you make per day is something you can control how many in-person appointments you set is something within your control. Um, and then there was a couple other ones as well that are a little bit less in your control, but in retention was another thing that we looked at. So, you know, looking at something other than just sales numbers, other numbers that are maybe not necessarily easier to hit, but more within, within your control. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, is there something um, that you know now that you wish you knew when you started? You know, uh, I wish when I had first started, I probably, I probably actually worked a little bit too much. Um, I got very burnt out last year, um, and had spent a lot of the, uh, a lot of the end of last year working on different areas of my life, uh, specifically like personal, you know, trying to get out and be a little bit more social, not just be at my desk for 60 plus hours a week. Um, so I think, you know, a career's a marathon, not a sprint. And if you try to sprint it, uh, it's going to end poorly for you. Um, so I think looking back, I kind of wish I would have uh, balanced my life a little bit better because like I said, you know, I still, I still have 40, 40 years to work. So it's can't be burnt out, you know, at, at 30 years old. So. Yes, I see. I see. Um, is there something uh, that you uh, strive to or, or like to share uh, with each and every client that you have? Yeah. So, and this is going to sound kind of, it's kind of cliche for an insurance agent, but, you know, having the proper insurance in place is very important for uh, your, both your financial health and your family's well-being. Um, because if you have a claim in your business and you don't have the proper insurance and now your business is out, you're out of business because of a large claim that you have to use your assets to pay for, 
Um, you know, that's how these, you know, that's how my customers make their money. Obviously they're business owners. So without that, you know, how are they going to provide for their family? Um, and then on the life and health side, you know, if you were to pass away unexpectedly, you know, you want to make sure your family is, is set up for success because most people who run a business don't have an immediate family member who can just step in and take over the reins and continue to run the business as it is. Um, and then on the health insurance side, you know, you don't want to, you know, it's very easy health, health insurance. That is the number one reason, uh, an American family will go through bankruptcy. Um, so you want to make sure you have that in place and don't want to go, don't want to have to go through bankruptcy court. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Adam, from your perspective, what is the, uh, uh, most significant uh, emerging trend or trends that you can think of or disruptions uh, in the insurance industry? Uh, and how do you plan to adapt to or leverage them? That's a good question. So, you know, the the current state of so the insurance industry moves incredibly slow. They have a lot of money. It's not easy to enter as like as a new insurance company because of all the capital requirements. So the legacy insurance companies kind of control how things how things go. Um, but within the last 10 years, technology has really become a at the forefront of the insurance companies' minds. A lot of them are now implementing APIs so you ha have easier access to the data as an insurance agent. And I think things like chat GPT, so generative, generative AI will be huge in the insurance industry because most of the data insurance companies have is unstructured text. So it's just, you know, policy information on various people claims information. That's not really well, that well organized, you know, it's just a bunch of, a bunch of text. And I think <clears throat> as things like chat GPT become more, um, more focused, more targeted. I think it'll have a huge impact on uh, the insurance industry um, in making, you know, making everyone's life easier, kind of like progressive in 2000 with the internet being able to the first direct to, to consumer um, car insurance you could buy. I think it will be, excuse me, as big of a change as, as the internet. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Adam, how do you define success? So I would say success is a multifaceted um, term. So I don't think necessarily you want to focus on just work or just your personal life. You want to have a holistic, a holistic life. So, you know, and whatever that means to you um, on e in each uh, part of your life, like family, family is a big one for me. So I want to make sure that I'm close to my family and that they can trust me if they need anything. Um, then of course work, um, it's great to find something fulfilling if that's what, what you're into and not necessarily going to make a ton of money as long as it's fulfilling, or maybe you are more the person who wants to make a bunch of money and, you know, want to take vacations all the time. So I guess, you know, it really depends on the person that I'd say it goes, success goes beyond just, yeah. uh, just your work life, you know, family life, personal life health, fitness. Um, so I think all of those things combined define success. Um, with, with the success that you've had to this point, 
Um, what do you see as your biggest challenge going forward? Um, so I'd say juggling everything is incredibly difficult, as I'm sure most people can attest to. Um, you know, it's for me, it feels like there's always one aspect of my life that I might be falling behind on. Um, so through various stages of your life, you got to decide on like what parts of your life you want to work on. You know, for the path for me, for example, the past couple of years, it was a huge focus on my work life. You know, this past year, it's been more of a focus into my personal life. And, and it just always feels like if I'm working on one side, I'm falling behind a little bit on the other side. So it's just kind of uh, playing, playing into that, into that balance of, exactly. of all the various parts of your life. The balance is, is so, so important, yet sometimes hard to achieve. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. It can be difficult. <laughs> Uh, is there anything that you would like to share with our audience that uh, we haven't talked about yet? For me personally, I, this is just kind of a random thought. I, continual continual learning is a huge thing for me. And I think with the way technology is going, it's going to be something that everyone has to have some sorts of base knowledge on, on how to use these things like Google. You know, that's old at this point. But, you know, the chat GPT AI resources are going to become more integrated into uh, the business world. I think it's important to always be learning because the world is going to change more in the next 10 years than it has in the last 30. So it's important to stay in, in front of these new technologies and your own industry and how it's going to play into that. Awesome. I know that your uh, your contact information, Adam, is at the bottom of the screen. Um, but would you like to share with our audience uh, where they specifically they might go to uh, learn more about you? Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm big into LinkedIn. So my LinkedIn profile, um, I'll, I'll include that. And then uh, our company website has a nice bio for each employee. And it goes over, uh, you know, what lines of insurance I do specifically and a little bit more into why I got into each uh, each line of business. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I mean, I, I've really enjoyed uh, uh, chatting with you today. Uh, uh, you, you're uh, I like to have a, a young guest on because they're the future uh, of uh, of our country. And uh, so yeah, it's been a pleasure to have you on today. And uh and I, I think that our uh, our audience will uh, appreciate it as well. Um, so I thank you for being on today, uh, Adam. And so to all of our uh, listeners, uh, thanks for dropping in. And uh, you know, make sure you uh, uh, stop in and uh, listen to next week's uh, uh, podcast. Again, this is Better Business, Better Life, Building on Your Success. And I'm Terry Dupont. And remember, the best way to protect the future is to create it. And number two. It wasn't raining when Noah built the ark. So see y'all next week. Thank you. Thanks, Terry. This has been the Better Business, Better Life, Building on Your Success podcast. If you have questions about creating tax-free wealth and income, forward-looking tax mitigation, strategic risk mitigation, wealth preservation and legacy planning, and advanced financial management, go to DuponAdvisory.com or email Terry at DuponAdvisory.com.
49 faces looked to him in triumph. Over the last 12 months, they had each taken turns and promoted his business for a week at a time, driving over $987,342 in revenue. What if you had a network of 50 centers of influence who promoted your business every week for a year? Grab your copy of the number one Amazon best-selling book, The Ultimate Guide to Growing Your Business with a Podcast, at 33% off the Amazon price by going to ultimatepodcastbook.com. Again, that website for 33% off the Amazon price is ultimatepodcastbook.com.